hi everyone um my name is charles Onese, and i have an interesting guest today his name is kingsley Onese, and he's also my cousin so yeah okay yeah thanks a lot charles so um kingsley and um I'm actually a network engineer by profession. Um, I worked previously with um, a telco where I worked as a radio access network engineer, right? And um, basically, we do radio frequency optimizations. But um, at the moment, I'm presently working as a network engineer. So today we will we'll be talking about uh, the 3GPP system. So some some days ago, I I was, I was speaking to Kingsley. We're just having a round of conversations um, about the family um, life in general, just random personal stuff. Then he started talking about 3GPP system and. The way he was breaking it down was really cool. I found it very interesting that I was like, no, 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 no. Can you kindly just explain this on my podcast? And I'm just, I'm, I'm glad you agreed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. You know, it was very interesting. So, oh, okay. So can you- okay, so I think um, we should start by just talking about um, what Street GPP is and basically um, what they do so if you have any other questions you can take it up from there so um all right so 3gpp is actually um a body um that defines the specifications used by 3gpp technologies right so okay firstly 3gpp stands for third generation partnership project so when you look at the name immediately you can see that, that it's a partnership a collection of different um individual bodies which we can now refer to as um, sdos standards development organization right so these um, standard development organizations actually um, have to deal with different regional um, organizations. So you're talking of um, artists by the US, you have ETSI, that's the European Telecommunication Standards Institute, right? Okay. Owned by, by Europe. You have CCSA by China, you have um, TTA by Korea, you have ARI and TTC by Japan, like that. So presently now, 3GPP is actually um, um, made up of seven of these bodies, ARI, ATI, CCSA, ETSI, TSDSI, TTA and um, TTC. Yeah, and, okay. and, and, and sorry for cutting you though. So these yeah. guys are all telcos, right? Okay. Um you they are not telcos per se, 
but they are regional um regional organizations that mm. define um specifications for their for the telco for the telcos that are under their region oh wow you understand yeah okay so as at 2008 3gpp already has 300 individual um telcos mm. under them right mm-hmm. so what i just called repts etsi they are not telcos oh. they are regional organizations regional partners okay yeah so that's 3gpp for you and so what do they do they provide their members with a stable environment to produce the reports and the specifications that define 3gpp technologies mm. of course 3gpp technologies we're talking about um, um 3g uh, you know wcdma and um, what you call umts we're talking of um, um cdma you're talking of lte and even presently 5g right these are all um 3gpp technologies okay. yeah so now um when when we were on the phone um, that was this ago you spoke about yeah. how um these guys they also um standardize a, a protocol that they can run on their devices similar to like cisco switches yeah yeah can you, can okay you, can you, can you i that? okay i think it's important to to see how um, 3GPP came to be, right? So, beginning with the first generation um, telecommunication uh, um, devices, right? We mm-hmm. had um, we had different um, devices owned by different persons. Okay, so mm-hmm. we have, say, for instance, we have the AMPS. Um, that's the American Mobile Phone System. It was owned by the Americans, right? And then you have um, you have tax. Um, uh, um, tax was owned by Europe. Then you have J tax by Japan and all of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So tax was called the total access communication system. You, you have the you, it was used in part of Europe. Then you have the Nordic mobile telephone NMT used in other parts of Europe too, then the GA tax for Japan, and then it was also used in Hong Kong. Okay, mm. so different um, countries were coming up with different technologies. There was no uniformity in protocols. Everyone pretty much have their own technologies, right? Mm. And how the technologies worked. So, in other words, if I used a phone produced in Japan, uh, in in Europe, it wouldn't work. Okay, yeah. so because it's just a different technology. Okay, so by the time the um, 2G started emerging, what we call 2G largely is actually um, the GSM, for example. There were lots of collaboration by individual telcos 
that actually led to the success of GSM. Mm. Okay, so these circles had to come together, all right, and then form what we now know as um, GSM. Now, you see that collaborative spirit with GSM, which is a 2G technology, mm -hmm. and then subsequently the UMTS, yeah. right, yeah. which is the 3G. That was actually what led to the formation of 3GPP. Mm. Okay. Yes, because now these guys were collaborating. They were coming together, different telcos coming together to, to say, okay, let's do business together. I'm producing phone, you're producing phone. Okay, can we make my own system like this so that um, it can be able to communicate with your own system. It can be able to speak with your own system. I don't know if you're, you're I'm understanding me. Okay. In, in other words, if I buy a phone, for instance, from, okay, let's just use um, the Nigerian scenario. If I buy a phone, say like from um, MTN, right? Yeah. Assuming MTN manufactures phones. Yeah. And then someone has a phone from Airtel okay the yeah. two of us the two phones should be able to talk to each other i should be able to call you with my own phone yeah but if the protocols are not the same it then means that my phone can only call fellow mtn phones True. It's, it, it, is bad. it becomes useless yes which is bad so these telcos we are coming together to share protocols and then ensure that their phones can communicate with each other okay so that was where the collaboration came in Hmm. And then they had to expand it to form what they call 3GPP, right? Because now, even though they collaborated, the collaboration was just within their region, mm, okay. right? Wow. So, so now to make to make uh, um, this communication global, there has to be some kind of regional collaboration. So different regions we are coming together. So that's where you now have the European Telecommunication System Institute, ETSI, and then you have others like that coming in, okay? Yeah. TTC and all of them. So right now we have seven, uh, uh, seven regional yeah. standards development organizations coming mm. together to form what we now know as 3GPP. Amazing. Okay, so that um, your 3GPP devices, right, yeah. will be able to communicate to each other irrespective of the region where you are. Mm -hmm. So you can be in Europe, you can be in Asia, and then your phones can communicate with each other provided they are 3GPP uh, um, technology. Okay. Yeah. That's really interesting. That's really interesting. I see. I see some similarities with um, how um, TCP/IP uh, mm. formed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. Okay. Mm. So, um, can you can you speak more um, about their devices? No, you spoke about BSS and. Oh, okay. Okay, so when you're talking about um, the the BSS or or you're talking about the base station um, and all of that, those are really architectures rather than technologies, right? Wow. So 
Yes. When we are talking of technology, for instance, you're talking of WCDMA, which is 3G, right? Yeah. Okay, you're talking of LTE. LTE is a technology, is a 3GPP technology. Okay. WCDMA is a 3GPP technology, like that. Mm. But you also have other technologies that are non-3GPP technologies, like WiMAX. WiMAX is a technology, but it's not 3GPP technology. Yes, that's okay. true. Uh-huh. So we have 3GPP technology. So LTE, now they are going to 5G and all of that. They are all 3GPP technology, which means that 3GPP draws the specifications for them. Okay? Mm. okay. So now, when you come to each of these technologies, they have their own architecture, the mm. way they operate. Now, pretty much their architecture often have um, lots of similarities from the 2GPP, uh, from the 2G yeah. technology. Okay, just that they use different names, and then the protocols may change here and there. Okay, but the technology is pretty much um, the, the, the differences are not too too much. Right. <laughs> so, for example, um, in the in the in the 2G technology, you have um, the base station, okay? The base station would have to deal with radio access network, right? Okay. So, so it's dealing with how your phone communicates with the base station, right? Yeah. Via radio, of course. And then how those individual radio stations and um, base stations communicate to them with themselves in other words if i'm going from one coverage provided by an antenna on one base station yeah. and i'm moving away from that coverage my phone should be able to hand over my communication from one base station to another okay mm -hmm. so you have that base station architecture like a cell it provides a cell okay mm -hmm. And then you have the core network. So when you're talking about the core network, now you're talking about the switching aspects. Okay. How um, 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 the BSCs are connected to themselves. So of course, all base stations will connect to a BSC, right? Mm -hmm. okay. Then the base switching center, yes. So we now connect with themselves too. Okay. So mm -hmm. those are just their architecture. When you come to 3G and um, 3G technologies, they have a similar architecture. Okay? okay. So like just that they have different names. So what you call a mobile station in the 2G will be called uh, um, a UE in the 3G. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, um, the UE I think stands for Universal Equipment. Uh, so. Mm -hmm. I remember right. Uh, yes. So what you what you call um a, a base station, okay, in the in the three G you are dealing with radio access network, the RAM. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then you will have the core network CM. Okay. So they are all pretty much same architecture, following same architecture, but different names, but they do different things. Okay. So now these these different architectures, because um, 
I remember when I was watching a, a 3GPP video on YouTube, so I, I realized that um I saw one, one was like TSTN, then there were other um you know let's say organizations that were linking to them. So more, more like no 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 organization technologies I mean to say TSTN okay. UM 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 the one for 3G then the one for okay. 4G also they were all okay. interlinked together so okay. so, now, so now you're saying 3G 2G different um, architectures but they behave in a similar way so yeah. that means there's a for for the interoperability they're using a similar protocol for interoperability right um okay yes in in some in some aspects in 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 some things they might use similar um protocol but in some they use totally different protocols okay interesting because there are lots of protocols that are defined okay mm -hmm. so yeah. it will not be totally right to say they use um the same protocol for example how does your uh, um your 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 communication or your phone connect to the base station yeah. the way it has to happen is defined by different protocols okay yeah now don't forget that 2g would use certain kind of frequencies that are different from 3g frequencies yeah. okay and um, because of the difference in frequencies um the definition of these protocols would again differ yeah all right for instance 2gg might hand over at certain um, um signal power okay yeah. and certain other things which is different from how 3gpp and um, 3g will hand over okay all right that's cool now um another question i have is you know among these tiers of um mobile technologies um how did the inter internet you know come into play because I, I, I thought i saw a diagram where they they separated the, the internet in the 3gpp system i can't recall okay yeah okay now the thing is this um i think um it's important to remember that your telecommunication systems were primarily designed for voice communication right so when you are dealing with 2g um, technologies for instance you have totally um, um, voice being communicated okay so but by the time you start moving into 3g and then 4g we are now dealing not just with voice but also with data mm. okay that is where your internet comes in because now you want to be able to um, do communications not just with voice um, signals but also with data signals yeah. so the architecture is totally different mm. for all of that so even in 4g for instance where you where you do like VoIP calls, okay, yeah, yeah. and that is voice. The voice is not transmitted as voice signal. 
it has to be converted into data and transmitted as data signal. True. All right. Yeah. Yes. So, so they have different architectures for all of that. Interesting. Also, okay. So, um, do you have an idea about um virtualization in the telco industry? Because I I observe that those guys like some virtualization con- concept in networking today. We end up virtualizing a device and running it, you know on top of the server i noticed some telco guys i don't see it started from telco in fact not that some telco guys actually do you have any idea about that probably okay exactly what do you want to um, look at on virtualization so for telco system i noticed those those architectures you spoke about they are doing some virtualization there do i haven't i haven't Okay. 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 The, the thing is this. Um, the world is moving into cloud, right? Yeah. Um, everything is going to the cloud because cloud kind of provides us with a lot of flexibility. Yeah. You know, you can you can do this from anywhere in the world because your stuff is in the cloud. So you can operate it from anywhere, you can download files and all of that. And that is where the concept of virtualization starts coming in. Because now you want to be able to have um, not just files and folders now, as we used to have in the cloud, but now you want to be able to have your services on the cloud. Yeah. Okay. And not just even services, you want to be able to have your infrastructures on the cloud. Yeah. So imagine if. Um, I virtualize my server. So instead of having a physical server, which of course would cost me lots of um, money to buy, it's going to cost me, um, you know, maintenance cost is there, right? And all that things. Um, I can just have the server on the cloud. So it is managed totally by another organization. I don't have to worry about losing my documents or maybe my system caching and everything is done and all of that so it's all on the cloud moreover i can always log into it from anywhere in the world but when you have a physical device it's just um pretty much in one place just static yes so today we are having routers in, 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 uh, that are virtualized. We are having servers virtualized. We are having switches virtualized. Almost everything now is being virtualized. So the telcos, of course, are not any different, mm. right? Because um, telcos are using switches, okay? Mm. They are using routers, okay? Because yes you of course you're going to have a switch you're going to have what what we call what we are calling um say for instance your yeah uh, um the innovies you know switching calls and all of that yeah. and all of those other functions you yeah. know like the the serving gateway and the pdn gateway in the mm. um lte architecture all of them are just um routers they can mm-hmm. operate as routers there, yeah, okay? And some are doing switching functions and all of that. Oh, wow. 
Okay. So it's just switching system. It's just like an architecture that yeah. that can be used in on you know internet. You know, for internet for the internet, for example, and it can also be used for the uh, you know mobile. Come, system. come again. You said what system? So I said the switching system or routing mm. system architecture. Yeah. It's something, okay. that, it's something that can be used in the mobile industry and like the internet you know definitely definitely don't forget that these telcos are providing the larger part of your internet connectivity okay also can you can you talk, can you talk about how those these telcos are also providing that part well I, oh, oh, okay or well, is it in the same 3 gpp no no the 3gpp is just um a body defining specifications right okay. how the communications take place do you understand me yeah but most of the 3gpp technologies do beyond voice communication they also do data communication oh, so mm-hmm. how how do yeah, you pass the data from one phone to another from one um maybe um bsc to another bsc you know or how do the inode be the inode be is what you would call the base station in the 2g yes i lost i lost you again <laughs> oh so sorry yes so you, you were talking about something about the old mmmob you, you, were, you were talking about no, how okay i was talking about e e not b e okay. not b right okay yes i was saying that what you would call the bst your base station transceiver yeah in the 2g mm. you know in the 3g we called it the node b okay. in the 4g technology or lte we called it e node b mm. i was telling you then that pretty much most of them take up um the same architecture but just use different names mm-hmm. and then different protocols mm. in their operation right okay. and yes. those protocols can also perform data um you know functions and also regular mobile function for calls right definitely definitely no. for instance like in the call network right yeah the, the for the LTE, for instance, the LTE had has the three sections. You have the um, um, user equipment, which you would mm. call the maybe mobile um, station in the two G. Okay, yeah. then you have the um, radio um, aspect, the radio access network, yeah. which consists of different E nodes or what you would call the base station transceiver in the 2g okay so different inodes connecting together now in the core network you would have the mme you have the hss you have the pdn gateway the serving gateway now i know the all of these are just terminologies which i don't want to go into but basically the pdn gateway is actually what um allows operators with ip services to mm-hmm. be able to connect to the lte 
Okay. Oh, wow. So it can connect to it, and then they they are able to use um, data, right? Yeah. Because the the 4G technology is designed totally for data, so even the voice is data. Mm. All right. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow. That's interesting. It's interesting how they switched it. How they switched it up and make it. Mm. It's very nice. Wow. I know. I know. I, 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 I enjoy this episode big time. <laughs> <laughs> I really. I feel like. I feel like I should title it how, how um, network virtualization, you know, in mobile network meets data network. <laughs> yeah, because. Well, uh, uh. Actually, we just touched um, virtualization just a bit. Mm-hmm. I think it's more, or it should just remain um, um, talking about the 3GPP and all of that. Okay? You, right? we, just, we just touched here, yeah, we just touched different aspects, but the subject is still on uh, 3GPP. Wow, that's true. That's true. Because personally, personally for me, yeah, I, even though I, I, I always know about natural virtualization, for data, like I'm, I'm researching about it. I since I see a lot of mobile mobile system, I'm like, no, I need to know this history. And though I don't have the strength to just keep researching, researching because of school and other things, I was like, nah. If I just bring you in, you know, you can just easily break it down for me. And anyone who's in, who's interested can also, you know, learn anything else. So, well, I'm just glad. I'm just well, glad I, I, I had you here. You know. Yeah, that's great, and I'm happy you're glad. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was fun. It was fun for me. So, yeah, I think I think that will be all for now. Uh, all right, all right. It's a pleasure to be here, Charles. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so... Look forward can... to some other conversation. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so uh, where can um, probably anyone listening um, reach you? Okay, yeah, you can reach me via my email addresses, my personal email addresses, prof underscore pki underscore unese. Unese spells U-N-E-Z-E at yahoo.com. Prof underscore pki underscore unese, U-N-E-Z-E at yahoo.com or you reach me at kingsley unese 806 at gmail.com okay lovely lovely i will also add that on the notes you know also because thank you thank you so much thank you so much you're welcome charles enjoy the rest of your evening and you too all right have a lovely night yeah you too bye